pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, APAS gets intervener status in the federal carbon tax court challenge in Saskatchewan. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Clearing skies, wind west at 20 kilometers per hour. The high today, zero. The low, minus 7 tonight. Wind chill, minus 16 tonight and minus 10 overnight. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of light snow. Risk of freezing rain tomorrow. Wind southeast, 30, becoming northwest, 30, gusting to 50. And the high Wednesday, again mild, it's 0, the low, minus 8. Thursday, sunny with a high of 0, the low, minus 6. Friday, sunny with a high forecast of 0, the low, minus 7. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 2, the low minus 9. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 6. Monday, sunny, the high near plus 3. The normal high for this time of year is minus 8, the normal low minus 19. The sun rose at 849 this morning. It sets at 455 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at minus 2 right now. Saskatoon, minus 5. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn is 0. Yorkton, minus 4. The hot spot is Maple Creek at plus 2. The cold spot, Uranium City, way in the far north, at minus 20. In Regina, with part to cloudy skies, it's minus 1. That's 30 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 14. Humidity, 92%. Barometer dropping, 101.3. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 1. Winds are from the west at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. Saskatchewan's General Farm Organization is among the 16 groups granted intervener status in the carbon tax court case in the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal. APAS President Todd Lewis says the farmer's perspective needs to be heard in the reference court case. We were happy with it. It's what we expected. We All the way along, we thought we've had a good argument, and uh, we're glad the court is going to give us an opportunity to uh, present our arguments to them. And agriculture uh, has led in a lot of ways in uh, you know reducing their carbon footprint, and we've got good science to back up our arguments, and I think we've got a constitutional argument as well. So we're looking forward to uh, presenting to the court. So being granted intervener status, what does that mean for Saskatchewan farmers? You get to present their case. Yeah, if you look at the other interveners, you know, on both sides of this, you know, they're very well funded in cases like the Suzuki Foundation and, and even some of the money uh, there is uh, from outside the country, we understand. But, you know, I think we as farmers need to uh, be on the field and are getting our point across, especially here in Western Canada. We've got a industry that's been uh, a world leader in, in carbon management and uh, we just uh, aren't getting credit for it. And, you know, we've had good negotiations with the province on this, but certainly the federal government, we haven't, uh, we're, although we're still pressing, 
our case with them. Uh, we don't seem to have much luck, so we didn't want to leave the uh, court case uncovered. The base would be uncovered, and so we thought that we would have farmers' voice at the table there as well. So we're uh, looking forward to uh, February when we have a chance to uh, present to the court. What dates in February do you go to court? I believe it's mid-February sometime, Jim. I don't have it right in front of me now, but uh, we've got some time to get our, you know, all the I's dotted and T's crossed, and now we've got a little bit of a direction uh, with uh, yesterday's statement from the court, uh, what's expected. We're going to have to put in some more legal work as well, and that certainly isn't cheap, but we think it's uh, what our members want, and, uh, and you know, we think if we can uh, support Saskatchewan side of things here, I think that's uh, what farmers and ranchers in this province want to see. Farm fuel is exempt from the proposed carbon tax, but you're still seeing it as quite costly to farmers? Oh, it'll be in the thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, if it's uh, only farm fuel and on-farm use is exempt, any kind of custom trucking, those added fuel costs, won't be able to, to get back any of that. Transportation costs uh, on the rail, we're already paying uh, increased taxes on that that we won't see any any money back on. And it's uh, rem- always have to remember that uh, agriculture is a price taker, not a price maker. And so everything in rural Saskatchewan is either trucked in or trucked out. And, and those costs are going to increase. And that's not even begin to talk about things like agricultural plastics or fertilizers. And so, no, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of money and straight off our bottom line. And, and part of our story is that really at the end of the day, it's going to uh, hurt farmers as they try to manage their carbon because they'll have less money in their pocket to uh, invest in new technologies that actually reduce carbon. Lewis points out Saskatchewan farmers manage 43% of the cropland in Canada and 35% of the grasslands. The court case is scheduled to be heard February 13th and 14th. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Statistics Canada and Transport Canada hope to improve transparency in the federal rail freight system in Canada. Starting this month, Canada's major rail companies are facing new requirements under the Transportation Modernization Act to report specific data on their weekly performance. The information is publicly available. Farmers can access data such as average train speed, dwell times at origin, and major terminals, the number of cars online, causes of major delays, and car order fulfillment for grain orders. StatsCan and Transport Canada say the new data requirements will greatly improve transparency, allowing shippers and the public to more closely monitor the network. Wade Sopkowicz is Executive Director of the Western Grain Elevators Association. He welcomes the new data. It's always good to have more data, especially when it comes to um, a, a, um, uh, an industry where there's uh, less than full competition because um, normally you would see in a competitive environment, you wouldn't have a need for all of this information. You know, when, when you go um, uh, shopping at, you know, Walmart or Canadian Tire or, or you decide to fuel up at Shell and versus Petro Canada, you know, you, you don't need all of this type, you know, this type of information. But when you're when you're dealing uh, in a uh, dual monopoly environment, you need you need more information so you have confidence that, you know, what uh, the service that's being provided and and everything that goes along with it, is is kept in check. And um, and so more data when it comes to rail service is always better because you know as as has been announced it allows uh, for more transparency it allows everybody to have a better understanding of of how the system is working and where there may be red flags um, uh, uh, you know for for problems that may be arising so you know we welcome uh, more data on on rail 
on rail uh, rail service and associated metrics. Sobkowicz says much of the data pertaining to grain shipping was already available through the weekly reports issued by the Ag Transport Coalition. The government says the information is being collected and made publicly available to increase the understanding of how well Canada's freight rail system is working and key areas where it can be improved. I think what it does is it helps shippers ask uh, better questions and it helps the government uh, uh, understand um, where some of the uh, uh, problems may be, uh, you know, may be arising and, and, and may serve as an early warning uh, sign to some problems that may be coming down the pipe. For example, the Canadian Transportation Agency now has own motion powers. So they have the ability to um, uh, take a look at uh, system issues and um, recommend solutions to the minister that you know, may hopefully would get accepted uh, and, and approved by the minister. So, it, you know, I think it would, the, the agency already has uh, a lot of railway information, but, you know, this adds to it and, and perhaps down the road it'll help them um, identify uh, situations where they need to um, do, so, do an investigation or recommend action. Sobkowicz says overall 2018 has been a good year for rail grain shipping. Both CN and CP have been providing capacity in the 80s and 90s percentage points. What that means is when we order rail cars uh, to be placed at a country elevator in a given week, 90% of those rail cars are being provided that week. Mostly, CN's mostly been in the 90s and CP's been in the uh, mid to high 80s most of the time, so... You know, we consider that good. I mean, we'd like to see it as close to 100% as possible because that's what you would get in a competitive environment, right? If you if you didn't get your packages shipped or you couldn't, you know, if your car only started 90% of the time, you know, that wouldn't be acceptable. But we're not in a competitive environment, and it's it's a, it's a lot better than we've seen in in um, a number of recent years. So you know, it's been it's been good. Sobkowicz says he expects rail grain shipping to start to slow down now. This is the period of time when it starts to get colder, so that's when we see the railways reduce capacity for grain. But from our perspective, we, we'd like to keep shipping at, at a higher rate all through. You know, we'd like to continue that fall capacity into the winter period, into the cold, colder period of the year. But when the temperature falls below minus 25 degrees Celsius, the railways run shorter length trains and, and that sort of thing. And we saw that when, when the railways announced what their capacity was going to be on a weekly basis. You know, the rail, both CN and CP said that they were going to provide something in the neighborhood of 5,500 cars per week each until about mid-December, and then it was going to drop to 4,000 cars per week each. So shipping does decline in this period of time, but it's, it's due to uh, reduced railway capacity, not necessarily due to reduced demand by shippers. Wade Sobkowicz is Executive Director of the Western Grain Elevator Association, back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin' Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola dropped $2 at four fifty one forty two. Oats rose $0.28 cents at one eighty three sixty. Number one red spring wheat increased to dollar sixty six at two fifty six seventy. The rest were unchanged. Durham two zero eight sixty two. Feed barley one ninety two sixty three. Flax four ninety eight twenty nine. 
Yellow Peas, 252.54. Feed wheat, 187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat arose two and a quarter cents at 5.77 and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 11th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Hefferet sold from $0.96 cents to $1.36. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.67 cents to $0.80. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.45 cents to $0.66. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $0.78 cents to $0.94. Cents. Assiniboia also had a bred cow sale last week. Good young dispersal cows sold from $15 to $1,900. Middle-aged dispersal cows sold from $1,100 to $1,400. Mature dispersal cows sold from $800 to $1,000. And non-dispersal cows were less than slaughter price. We had our last pre-sorted calf sale here in Weyburn last week. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.50. 400 to 450-pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.34. 450 to 500-pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.34. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.26. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.17. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.17. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $1.86 and sold up to $1.96. And 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.82 and sold up to $1.91. Heifers were about 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle, and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,300 hogs Monday, selling a range of 115 to 139 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling a range of 113 to 139 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down for contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 45 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3379. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.54 cents US. U.S. cash markets started the week with lower bids, seen for both the negotiated and formula-based prices. The pork carcass cutout value dropped approximately $1.00 a hundredweight to start this week, with pressure coming from ham and loin values. On the other hand, pork bellies continued their rebound, with values near $127 U.S. a hundredweight, returning this volatile product back to the highest price we have seen since October. Several months futures are trading in the middle of their one-month trading range, but only about $1.50 a hundredweight off the contract highs. The market continues to support the deferred month prices, with the ideas that increased pork exports to China would develop in order to fill the lost production from African swine fever. The weather outlook for today, clearing skies, wind west 20, the high near zero. The low tonight, minus 7, wind chill minus 16 in the evening, minus 10 overnight. Wednesday, cloudy, 30%, chance of light snow, risk of freezing rain. Wind southeast, 30, becoming northwest, 30 gusting to 50, and the high tomorrow, zero, the low, minus 8. In Regina, partly cloudy and minus 1, that's 30 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.